Welcome to Rev Thinking. RevThink leverages years of experience and practical wisdom to help owners of top creative studios. So you don't have to choose between following your passion and running your business. Now here's your host, Joel Pilger. Hello and welcome to Rev Thinking, folks. Well, we just wrapped up an amazing week in New York at Promax BDA, where we unveiled Catalyst, Creative Entrepreneurs. And wow, what a week it was. You know, it's amazing that um, four months ago, I started a conversation with Steve Kazanjan, the president and CEO of Promax BDA, about really stepping up the game uh, of Promax and the conference to serve the agency owners and agency principals in our space. And Steve was happy to throw down the gauntlet. And the week that we just had was not only a three-hour workshop on Monday, but it was uh, daily coffee hours with a bunch of different speakers that Tim Thompson and I brought in. And, uh, you know, in addition to myself and Tim, we had Jason Fletcher and Emmett Armstrong with us from Team RevThink. Uh, You know, Jason, I think, really summed it up well that he heard a lot of feedback from owners saying it's great that Promax BDA is really setting aside some space to have a conversation for the agency owners and uh, really addressing their needs and helping them create a community. And Emmett had this to share. He was really uh, surprised to see how people running agencies had not previously thought much about whether or not their business is an asset. And that was a big part of what the conversation was for the week was just asking this question, yes, we're getting projects and we're getting clients, but are we just in a rat race or are we building a business that over the long term will be an asset? So to wrap up, Tim and I sat down and decided to do a recap of the week. So this uh, conversation that we're having here today is a rapid fire recap of the week of Catalyst at Promax BDA. Hope you enjoy it. Can't wait to see where this conversation goes from here. So please stay tuned, and we look forward to seeing you at future Catalyst events. Okay, wow, what a week. Um, Promax, as you know, right? Promax is always the... uh, Anybody that's been to Promax BDA and looks at each other at the end of the week says, yep, that's Promax. You're blurry-eyed and... You've had too much to eat, drink. Do you know why we have to look at each other in the week? Because we don't have any voices left after the week of Promax. It's always that way. But um, such a cool week because it was the uh, rolling out of Catalyst, which is a whole new thing at Promax. Um, So for those in our audience that don't know what Catalyst is, uh, Catalyst is an idea that I approached the president of Promax BDA, Steve Kazanjian, with about let's support and help the agency owners in this space. Uh, long overdue, we felt like, and Steve agreed, and we said, let's let's do this, and we just pulled it off. We had a great week. We had workshops. We had coffee hours. What else did we do? Well, we started off with the three-hour workshop on Monday, mm-hmm. which uh, Promax was great to give us this whole ballroom. I, I wasn't expecting that many people to show up. I love, right. one of my favorite moments is we had to bring in the 10 extra chairs to the back of the room to yeah. start filling in people. Yeah, I think we had like 60 or 70, session. yeah, like 60 or 70 owners and yeah. principals and other people from the from the industry, which was way cool. It truly shows that we have a need in this industry for uh, business, creative business owners to come together and talk. You know, they gave us a list of items that they were interested in us covering. And uh, you could hear in each one of those items. I think we came up with about 20 of them. But if I were to categorize them, a lot of them had to do with community. And we dealt with community on, on most of the talks that we had because we have this 
um, four parts of a creative career, but they, they had a, a need for community to come together to talk with one another, and truly that's where the word catalyst came from. We thought we're going to gather people together and mix things up, right? and like that's stirring like things up and make things happen. Like a chemical reaction. <laughs> yeah. The chemical reaction of people together was what the word catalyst came from. So mm-hmm. you can see that, that need coming about, even the requirement, it was wonderful that way. So what were, what were, the, any other, were, were there any other uh, sort of categories for the issues that people brought up besides community? Oh, sure. It seemed like um, people were wondering how to deal with um, certain specifics about their business. Um, you, you know, I'd summarize it with a cycle that seems they can never get off. So we really try to move the cheese on that one this week of what a real business needs in order to creating assets and liabilities as well as uh, revenue and expenses. That yeah, I heard somebody describe it as an addiction, and I thought that was such a, you know, sort of a sad way to sum it up, but so true. That, mm-hmm. you know, as, as people running agencies know, you get addicted to this, well, if I just get one more job and if I just get one more client, I can create something for more real, which will help me get another job and help me get another client. And then you do that 10 or 20 years, you're exhausted, you don't really have much to show for it. Yeah, I mean, what a testimony. We heard um, Will Travis, Michael Waldron, um, both who are in that agency world and doing things, and both of them have a different angle. You know, Will's still with Sid Lee, and they're churning and burning, but they're, it's a larger scale. Uh, Michael Waldron, who did Nail Gun, you know, he got off the train, basically. He realized that's a, a churning process. There was no way of getting off, and so he, he just closed the doors and went to work for the, for the client For side. the TV network, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, and I think what, what I found cool, too, was we, you know, a lot of people, I think, showed up said, like, okay, great, we're going to talk about how to pitch better. Oh, yeah, right. Right? Yeah. You know, or how to get clients to pay us faster, or just how to get more work, right? Because yeah. that's what people come to Promax, like, oh, I'm going to sell, I'm going to do biz dev, and, you know, great. Now, yeah. the agency owners, we're going to talk about why we're here, and we helped do some moonshots that really said, wait a minute. There's the life of your creative firm, which is a big thing. There's also your career. There's your whole career that's actually a lot bigger than your firm. And you laid out that four-quadrant yeah, right. thing, which I thought was so cool. Yeah. Well, in addressing the idea of a career, um, we've kind of identified that there's four parts to a creative career. There's a part that deals with just the artist, and that artist by themselves is, a, is an individual that learns, builds, and does things and, and works. And then they eventually build up enough work that become an auteur where they, they can do the work or someone else does the work and they get credit for it because that's their <laughs> vision or purpose to it. Right. Um, but really it's the shift over of the, of the community side where you start dealing with your community and you're, and you're building uh, groups of things together. And then we call that the curator where you're, you're gathering and gathering, but you're still somewhat just making. You're still in that work cycle of right. work, get, work, get. But you're project. curating, meaning you're building a team, you're gathering talents, you're gathering, gathering capabilities. That's right. Yeah. So the big moonshot this week was to talk about the fourth one. Our big challenge for everyone is to say, there's this last phase that very few of us have, have ever achieved, and we rarely talk about because we've, I say, lied to ourselves. But we really, within an industry, haven't really figured out how to move it to that last stage, and we call it the collector. And the collector is one who's who's gathered enough stuff together, but really turns out they when they when they put it out there what, and for free, to be taken for free, 
it helps the all the boats rise with the tide because they are the tide and they're and they're moving it. And that giving allows them to receive even greater. And what it takes is this word that we've been calling assets. And those assets are accumulated over time. And most people think it's a, a building or some cash or whatever because they confuse this word asset that we're using to what they see in their QuickBooks. Right, or what the tax man says that, is, is an asset. That's right, that they could tax on or whatever. But the assets that we're talking about are the things that you can leverage over time to possibly get you revenue or whatever else you're trying to achieve. And that ability to, to leverage something forward and to achieve a greater goal. Yeah, that, that was something that, that that word leverage kept coming up over and over again. And then there was one point where I was just helping everyone in the room throughout the week appreciate that our firms actually do have so much leverage that we don't use, right? Yeah. And like when Garab Seamus on Monday, he kind of like kind of ripped the blindfold off, I'll say, yeah. because he said, oh, I love firms like you guys in this room. You have such low multiples. I can buy you for a song, get inside your company, unlock the value, right? right? That's, yeah. the, that's the leverage he's talking about. That's right. And then turn around and generate a really high return, sell you for a higher multiple, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And everybody in the room, I think their heads kind of flew off like, did he just say that? Yeah. Like, he's going to take advantage of us. and Like, no, no, no. He's an investor. Yeah. He's a smart businessman. But he was basically encouraging everyone, no, you do that. Let's discover, let's unlock the value in your company. It's there. You just got to go find it. Yeah, isn't it curious? Because what, he, what his point was is that you clearly, when you create content or you create the work that you're doing, someone else takes that and makes 100 times what they paid you for it. Yeah. And that's a ROI that everyone can capitalize on. But what's interesting is that we got into this thought of, the, the conversation got thought of, like, well, we're a service, like a lawyer or a doctor or a haircutter. And guess what? We're not. Because a lawyer doesn't create something, they just tell you how to do it. And someone, a barber doesn't create your hair, he just cuts, he, he's performing a specific service. And in our case, this is something that comes from what's inside of us. Yeah. So, and then the other side, to be clear, is we didn't say that, therefore the answer is IP or the answer is content. We never gave an answer. Right. Because our big rule this week is, is that we're not going to give an answer. We're going, only going to allow the creation of questions. Right. So right. let's ask the right questions, knowing that the answers will come, but each individual has to discern their own answer with those questions. And as the week unfolded, we started to explore answers and say, well, maybe it is IP, maybe it is content, but wait, maybe it's licensing. Oh, yeah. maybe it's software. Oh, maybe it's all kinds of things. Maybe it's dog collars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe it's apps. I mean, you know, who knows? That's right. Um, I know, so one of the, a couple of the other concepts that we covered, we covered the, uh, what I call the 2 a.m. issues that every owner faces, right? right? Those are the seven ingredients of any successful firm. And that was, I think, nice because it provided people a vocabulary to talk about what is a firm and what does it take to run one? And it's like, oh, it's all of these things. No wonder it's really challenging and it's really difficult. And there's a lot of areas to master. And of course, this is where you and I are really passionate about, hey, there's these seven areas. There's a lot of routines and systems, knowledge, and hey, we want to give that to you. Give it away and use it. Like this is going to make all of us stronger and make our industry That's stronger. That's right. Like your client cares about a few of them. Your employees care about a few of them. And a few of them are ignored because only you need to care about them. And we're trying to teach people the overall circle, the overall grasp of what it really takes. And then as consultants, we've built some systems to help people with each one of those seven items. Right. And it, a lot of the systems just add clarity and vision to what's happening. So if some of them are anemic or have just like missing pieces to it, we could see them, show, the, show our clients uh, what their current situation is. And then the best part is if they react, 
they can watch the results of it in our system. So yep. that ability to just give exposure and understanding. And, you know, you and I like to say, like, we like to come alongside an owner so they can do what they love to do mm -hmm. and not have to deal with those items. Right. That they and help them create the future rather than just react to it. That's right. We also covered uh, what we call the seasons of a creative firm, which was, again, another, call it, I don't know, body, uh, vocabulary or nomenclature of every firm goes through certain seasons, yeah. right? They sort of start this way, they, they get to this certain point, they face these kinds of issues, then they get to this sort of point, they face those issues, yeah. and we have these different seasons. And again, I think that was just a convenient term that everybody in the room was able to say, oh yeah, I'm in that season and that I'm not the only one dealing with that. Yeah. And when I get to the next season, I'll be dealing with that. And oh, that kind of makes sense. Do I like that or do I not like that? Yeah. Do I want to go there? Do I not want to go there? Uh, again, it was not a strategy, no. but it's an observation. It's a pattern that we see and everyone right. realized, oh, okay, we're not alone. And what a gift that is because how many conversations did you have afterward when someone say, well, I'm in the push season, moving towards the perform season. Right. It really allowed us to create a language around situations that people have in a very short form and shorthand. So, yeah. you know, you, we have that online, so we didn't have to be in the room to understand those seasons. People could just read them, but there's a lot of great discernment and recognition that you're not the only one, that there's a future in it. And again, like this, is it, this isn't a goal to get through all seven. It's just a pattern that we recognize that allows us to compare where you are and what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, that's right. So let's see, a couple of closing thoughts. Um, I know we're uh, busily wrapping up here in New York and about to scatter to the four corners uh, of the world. What was your favorite part of the week before we wrap up? Uh, let's see. My favorite part of the week, um, oh, I think the thing I said uh, that Garab said was really incredible when he talked about, you know, these, uh, I love buying firms like you because you have these lower multiples. It was really one of those sort of moments that sort of shocked everyone, mm -hmm. but I think was also a nice wake-up call because in the end, he was really encouraging everyone, unlock the value. Yeah. Unlock the leverage that you really have right there. If you just devote some intentionality and, and vision to what you're doing, you can create something really powerful and amazing. But how about you? What were what are some you, of the moments you know, that really stuck out to, to you? It's really hard to choose, and I think I'm going to give more of a global answer. But okay. <laughs> the, the thing I appreciate most about the week is that Promax helped us. And by doing that, mm. Steve Kazanjian recognized what needed to be done, was willing to help us do it, and they had resources that we couldn't, ha we would never have had our chance to put into one room at in one time and doing it. Yeah. So overall, I think our speakers just nailed it. Trisha Melton started us off with this great understanding that what you might see as a liability is a true asset. The world is changing around you. The who've moved my cheese a moment that she gave us. And to really challenge us to say, because things are changing, take advantage of it. And she is a broadcast consultant. She's dealing with broad, our broadcast clients yep. on the inside, yep. helping them understand it. So she has true eyes on what the opportunities are. So I appreciate it about Tricia. But each one of the speakers this week gave us something new to talk about. But if I were going to choose my best, my favorite moment, it has to be when it's over and people come and talk to us. My favorite right. thing, you know, is to just sit down and process one by one. I really believe in creatives. It's, my, it's why I do this. I feel like some of it's ministry to me. Mm -hmm. Some of it's just my fanboy nature to want to help creative because uh, I don't have any creative ability myself, unfortunately. <laughs> 
but it's the one thing I do to give back to a community that I love. Yeah. And just to talk to them and process whatever level they are. Some are amazing opportunities. They have been around for 30 years, and they're looking for opportunities that maybe we have connections to, and others are just starting off and asking those very first questions. And my favorite, of course, is when he asks the questions, I just say, when he says, my question is, is where do I start? And my answer is, yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. you should ask yourself that question. That's a great question. <laughs> yeah. Because well, that's the way you get through the end. To so I want to say thank you to all the speakers. Um, so first I'll say thank you to Steve Kazanjan, yeah. president of Promax, uh, for helping support this amazing thing. Uh, Trisha Melton, Garib Seamus, Will Travis, yeah, awesome. yourself, uh, Andy Baker from Nat Geo, Michael Waldron from uh, TV Land, and, and, and yourself Nick. too. We, you, oh, thank you. We wore out our own voices this week, right? <laughs> but in, uh, I hope that each person that attended got something out of it. Yeah. Um, our challenge really was to open up the doors, and as we said all week long, we're just here. Call us, uh, buy us coffee. We're pretty cheap yeah. when it comes to that. Um, but we just want the industry to move forward and we're willing to process whatever they, questions they might have. And so thank you to all the folks that came out. Thank you for coming and participating in this conversation and yeah, being open you. and willing and candid to make our community and make our industry stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, we look forward to staying in touch with you guys and seeing where Catalyst goes from here. It's the beginning of a, a beautiful conversation. And should we just say thank you to Jason and Emmett who supported us all week? Absolutely. And not to mention... Katie and Dina, our wives, our wives who yes. were sitting here in every session <laughs> yes. and made sure my hair looked good as I got up there, <laughs> right. uh, but really just showed us love as we were going through our own process yes, here. So awesome. all the people that were helping us, well we're said. so thankful for. Well said. All right. Thanks, Tim. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Rev Thinking. For more insights on running your creative studio or to ask us a question, visit RevThink.com. We'd love to hear from you.